It's taken fitness expert and personal trainer Scott Hunt 20 methodical years to create Australia's leading mobile personal training business. And the lessons he's learnt along the way apply to any business owner, including you, who's set on building a solid business that can go the distance. It's a high-intensity episode 474 of the award-winning Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. And welcome back to your weekly dose of marketing burpees. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You, infinitely more importantly... You're a motivated business owner ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. But if that's not enough and you are itching to fast track your marketing, then let's get personal with a one-on-one coaching session, which you can book with me over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Big episode today. One of Australia's leading mobile personal trainers joins us to share how he's building a fitness empire that's already servicing over 2,000 suburbs across Australia. Well, I say already, I mean, he's been in business 20 years and he's in no hurry, but is very steadily building an empire, which I love to hear about, and so are you. Another motivated and very ethical, yes, very ethical listener wins big in this week's Monster Prize draw. And I've got some big news about next week's guests who are making a living from something all of us do without even thinking. I love how people make a coin. As per usual, team, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. And by stuck right in, I mean exactly that. In 1999, with just 400 bucks in his pocket and a dream to make an impact on Australia's personal training scene, a 19-year-old Scott Hunt started fitness enhancement personal training. Well, fast forward 20 years, and today it's the largest mobile personal training business in Australia, servicing over 2,000 suburbs, and it was just recognised in the top five personal training businesses in Australia and number one in Queensland by the industry's governing body. And yes, I do ask Scott what he's not doing that the number one business is doing. Interesting question. I wonder if he's got an answer for it. Now, Scott joined me in Manusa Studio where he shares the secrets to his business's success, what frustrates him about his poorly regulated industry, what he's doing about it, uh, how he's attracting A players and only A players into the business. Nine out of 10 franchisees into his business just don't cut cut it. What's that word? Cut the cloth? Cut the something? I don't know. Uh, and he also shares some effective marketing strategies that are really helping him draw in great long-term clients. I started off by asking Scott to share his most memorable training session. Um, yeah, look, well, I've done over 20,000 sessions over the years, um, personally myself. So there's a lot of different ones in that. And there's one thing that's true. It's no, no one's normal. Everyone's unique and everyone's different. Even though they might all say they've got, I want to lose weight goal. Everyone's unique. Um, some of the more interesting ones, I'll, I'll give you a couple. One that's, um, um, more cringeworthy and one that's <laughs> people always want to know about. Probably the most cringeworthy one yes. would, would be the lady who had unrealistic expectations of wanting to lose 20 kilos in about two weeks, which, we get people like that. That's that's fine. It can't happen, but we get it. 
She decided to take a certain um, medical supplement in extreme dosage to try to help that, and we found out it wasn't going to work during the session in a, in a, very, in a very messy way. <gasps> so, yeah. And, you know, customers are always right. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The one upside is that was one in her home, so I could just get out there oh, real did, quick okay, and leave yeah, it for her. Yeah, <laughs> so, gotta go. Next appointment's calling. But, but then on the flip side, I've had other ones where, you know, the most extreme ones, everyone asks about, you know, what high up people you train. My, yes. my favourite one to be on a super yacht. I got to train someone, which was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Are you going to say who? No, I can't. Leave the mystery. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Client confidentiality and all that. What I do know through my research is it is an Australian billionaire. Yes. And there are not many. No, there's not. No. no. So we could go through them, but we won't. We could. don't have time. Well, that's it. It makes your job interesting. You've clearly got a very interesting job. So yeah, you have many does. people. It does. So um, how have you managed to get fis- fitness enhancement to be ranked the top five personal training business in, a- in the top five personal training businesses in Australia, the number one in Queensland? What are you doing right? Well, I guess the question is, what's going to get me number one in Australia, really? But <laughs> well, I, Okay, I'll give you my second question. What's the number one ranked personal training business doing that you're not? Yeah, um, <laughs> you've got me to be honest on that one. I well, don't let's know. come back to that. Let's talk <laughs> so, about what you're doing right because clearly. So I, I guess for me, it's been 20 years. I started a business when I was 19 on 400 bucks and just built from there basically. And it's always been really heavily focused on customer service and looking after people and then on growth and expansion as well, but keeping that quality service. Uh, and I think a lot of it is just the devil's in the details was really looking after people properly, plus all still, still growing and expanding and trying to keep that same level of service as you get more and more trainers and we're across most of Australia now. Um, that's that that's really, really the key. Well, let's it. just dig a bit deeper there, Scott. What does that mean? Because everyone says, oh, good, good customer service. Does that mean looking a customer in the eye and spi- smiling or? It means a million different things. And I think a lot of the things as, you know, the things we all see and read in books or hear on podcasts, for example, oh, that, nice. that, 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 you know, we all know, but very very few people do it again and again and again consistently year in, year out. You know, the common things you see in the personal training industry are the common problems you see in a lot, a lot of industries. People show up a minute late or leave a minute early. People don't give their client their full attention. All those tiny little 1% of things that just make that client go, yeah, I'm just not going to rejoin. I'm going to spend my money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. The, the tiny little things that even the client doesn't realise sometimes, that's, that, that's what makes a difference. And I guess the proof's in the pudding with us. We've had some of our clients for 20 years now. So people I started with when I was 19, now train with my staff and have done for the last eight or so years since I stopped doing PT all day, every day, basically. So yeah, it's getting that service for those people. And a, You're a long-time listener of this show. You've probably listened to the episode with Joshua Nichols, who is the Platinum Electrician's Guy 21-Step Customer Manifesto that every one of his sparkies must implement every time they go on site. Yep. Do you have something similar? Yeah, we do actually. So we've got a really in-depth training course that we put all of our trainers through. That's that's got exams, it's all online and everything as well. And we make sure that they complete that. And we have follow-up education calls from one of our staff members who's a really good teacher as well. Wow. Um, and then we also just speak to people the whole time. So we do a lot of mobile sessions. We're in over 2,000 suburbs around Australia now. So we've got trainers we've never met face-to-face. We've got clients we've never had anything more than sp- spoken to. Clients have been with us for five, ten years. We've never met face-to-face. 
So it's about speaking to trainer and speaking to client and checking that that service. Can I just understand there. that? So I understand that there'd be trainers you haven't met. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, when you say clients you haven't met, someone within the, your business has met the client. Yes, absolutely. Right. So you're not doing remote training. No, like no, we're not. Skype. We're not. Nope, nope, nope. We're keeping the personal okay. and personal training there. Yeah. So, so we might have one of our trainers who might be say newish with us. So obviously passed all passed all our tests and everything, and have started up with us. They're, they're obviously qualified and experienced before coming to us, but mm-hmm. then we put them put them put them through the hoops with us. They start with the client, but then it's you know it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be amazing. It's probably going to be good. Does, we the, amazing. does the training that you're giving your personal mm. trainers recognise the fact that your industry is a little bit lax in all that stuff? And I imagine, I don't know, but I am guessing uh, a lot of the trainers, is there a TAFE course or something that shows you how to train people to get fit but has no business acumen attached to it? Yeah, there's Certificate 3 and 4 in fitness. That's the standard, but that's got it, – it's a very wide degree of the good and the bad within that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very unregulated industry. Legally, you don't even have to be a qualified PT to call yourself a, a, a personal wow. trainer. But, Does that you know, frustrate you? If, yes, definitely. Let Pro- it out. Let <laughs> it out. <laughs> Probably the worst ones are the ones who, who are actually qualified, but it's some of the courses take about 24 days full-time study to be qualified to train someone who's, mm-hmm. you know, um, elderly or had, you know, back surgery or or had mental health issues or was morbidly obese and someone can be, you know, straight out of high school and even finished high school and then be apparently qualified and in inverted commas to train wow. that person. Uh, can I sense there could be a royal commission coming into the personal training industry at some point in time? To be honest, it wouldn't surprise me, you know. It's, really? Um, we, the amount of clients, we and, and many other really awesome, credible places out there, there's plenty of great places out there. It's just that the majority aren't, aren't as good. Um, if there was, what would happen to the industry? Would it be Because the financial planning industry has just had this and there's been a huge clean out. Um, would you see, and, and from what I hear, speaking to financial planners, you know, half are leaving because uh, they're too old mm-hmm. to kind of re-educate themselves those who are staying and those early on in their careers are going to make a fortune down the track because yeah, ab- they're going to be in a position of strength. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's how it should be. It should be the ones who aren't who are the ones in, the ones who aren't keeping up the standards, the ones who are, who are hurting people and, and giving the industry a bad name and stopping people achieving their goals. We should be putting the things in place to push them out or help them step up. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's going to solve the problem. So mm-hmm. if we could just sort that out with the bottom twenty percent of the industry, it, it'd be a massive difference. Because you look at the average Australian, they they think pers- if they're morbidly obese or elderly or injured, they've seen too many episodes of The Biggest Loser, and a personal trainer is the last person they think of going to. So we try to be really different with our business with that, and a lot, a lot of other great ones do too. Um, shows like MasterChef have made every second kid want to become a chef, which is not a bad yep. thing. Um, what has shows like The Biggest Loser done for your industry? Yeah, look, there's been a massive boom in the industry in recent years. It's died off a fair bit now that the government's funding sort of dried up for it and so on as well. But it's made a very a very crowded market. But really, if you're doing a great job, it's not a crowded market. You know, there's still more than half the population overweight or obese. There's plenty of customers to go around. Um, but the whole market of getting fit people fitter is is extremely crowded now and it's really hard for a lot of people to stand out. So the, the industry time that a PT stays in the whole industry is 10 months before they quit the wow. whole industry. And of course, most never made even close to minimum wage before that point anyway. Uh, you're not in the market, I would have guessed, at fitness enhancement of getting fitter people fitter. 
No, we're not. No. What are you in the business of? We're... Our, our, our real key catchphrase that works for people is we're the place that's for if you hate gyms, basically. Huh. So plenty of people out there hate gyms. We all know someone's had a bad experience at a gym and never gone back. So we, we really suit people like that, basically, who go, I want that personal support. I don't want to be feel uncomfortable around other people. I want a down-to-earth-friendly trainer. I don't want to be smashed and made feel sore for a week. I want to, I want to feel good about myself, basically. That's what we're really for. Uh, the gym thing is, it's interesting, I've just been through that. I, I joined a gym and, and cancelled after 24 hours. I think it was the shortest member ever. You're the, smart, but, you're, you're the smartest member well, ever too, <laughs> I was actually very disappointed. I, I have a lower back issue at the moment mm-hmm. and I thought that spin classes were going to fix that. Uh. Uh, clearly, it was the wrong thing and so that's the only reason I joined a gym. Um, I would love a personal trainer two or three days a week, but gym's 16 bucks a week and a personal trainer... Is about and this is the this is the tight ass tight ass Timbo coming out here. <laughs> We're not recording this, are we, Jamie? Um, uh, that you know that's one hundred and twenty bucks a week. Is quite a difference. Um, important investment in oneself, I guess. So yeah. g- g- talk me around. Let's well, do a that's a classic. Well, that's the classic one. We have to say. Well, what is your health worth to you? Oh, here we go. <laughs> here is we it go. Priceless. Right? <laughs> that's when we, where we have to do that type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't say it black and white like that. So that's a little bit cheesy saying it that way. How do you say it? But it's getting people understanding that. Our, it's very hard to say and get through to people. People really realise we're a good solution when they actually had a problem before. So they're not feeling good about themselves. They go and join the gym. They do a spin class and they hurt their back more. That's when I realised that, that a personal trainer can actually be good value. So a lot of our marketing is really centred around if you've had a problem elsewhere, we're going to solve those problems for you. I guess most businesses like that where they're to you know, solve a problem and, and, and fix a pain point you've had somewhere, whether it be pain because you've you know had a sore back or pain because you felt embarrassed going to the gym and there's too, too many meatheads there, um, we're really about fixing that pain point basically. So our, our best marketing is often when someone's had a bad experience – Unfortunately, many people then go and never go to another fitness mm. place at all. But the ones who do then go, well, what can I do different, basically? This is a clearly your personal trainers get trained in message and marketing communications mm-hmm. because it's a real – many small businesses don't put any work into the pitch, into overcoming fears and questions and blockages that prospects have. Is part of the training that you're giving your people about – overcoming all the different questions? That yeah, 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 absolutely. Our online training course goes through a fair bit of that. But the big one is just really hiring that right type of person. Someone mm-hmm. who's a good personal trainer has normally been uh, a, um, a, a caring, nurturing person who's got a passion for health and fitness for years and years. Someone who's good at listing people and emphasizing. Um, that, that's the person who's been great for years and years already, basically. So then when they go and do a personal training course, for some people they're young, for some people they're, they're in their 40s. It just brings out the best in them. That's the type a personal trainer that we we tend to look for, and then we fill in the gaps where, where where we can basically, and we just work with them, and we try to match them to the right client too. Not not every yeah, trainer okay. suits every client. Clearly not. Um, when you talk to any small business owner, they will say people is one of their greatest problems mm-hmm. and greatest opportunities. But ha- so, how are you attracting and retaining? great talent at fitness fitness enhancement. Yeah, look, I, I definitely agree with that. They're your biggest asset and they can also be your biggest liability mm-hmm. very, very quickly. Um, so, look, part of it is actually getting that training system going. So, this has been slowly but surely figured out over about 15 years I've had staff for and I've made all the mistakes in the book just like every other business owner out there and had plenty of cringeworthy moments um, and we still have the occasional one but it gets less and less and less as we start, you know, making people jump through more and more hoops, making sure they're a higher standard 
having better customer service and better better communication with the clients because remember we don't see most of what our what our trainers do so they're kind when of when you say we the head office staff at the, fran- office. At yep. the franchise yep. uh, HQ yes yeah, okay <laughs> yeah okay yep. but so, but attracting great people so clearly what you've done is put a lot of investment into building the fitness enhancement brand yep. so that then it's have you got have you got a fair list of people coming to you versus you having to advertise out and attract people in yeah we do we have both we're, we're sort of expanding growing so quick we are always still advertising for more trainers yeah that's that that's, that's literally awesome. the only thing that slows our growth is actually getting enough amazing trainers it's actually pretty easy to get some good trainers but we're not after those people we're after the amazing trainers so that is our biggest struggle with growth is actually getting more amazing people so some of our trainers that are amazing you know we've had all my main guys in my pet office we've had for between five and ten years with us now hmm. um we've had other ones start out at the bottom and then go on and advance their career become a manager and then go on to buy a franchise with us people who are really investing in it and basically building their future off it basically and many of these people have had their same clients for the whole period you know if you're not keeping your clients for years and years and years then you're probably doing something wrong really <laughs> correct I, I would say that for any business out there you know if you're the you're the tradie and you never get repeat business there's probably a reason for that and you probably don't deserve to mm. Mm. repeat repeat business is, is awesome business so the service level you're offering the customer service level you're offering the fact that you're getting results Clearly, there's a system that, that every client goes through. They're just you're making absolutely. them feel comfortable. Well, and that's the result- funny. That's the funny thing. You know, people talk about results and just getting results, and that's absolutely important. People aren't going to come back if they're not getting their, their fitness results or their weight loss results. But at the end of the day, it's also that customer service that comes with it. You know, it's got to be the whole package. If mm. there's any weak links, that's when it really, really falls down. So, and mm. there's the amazing results we get clients too. And the risky thing about a franchise is, I want to talk mm. about why you went down that sure. path. But being a franchise or or E, it really only takes one or two to stuff it up, and it reflects on all the other however many franchisees you've got. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think that's true with staff members as well. It's just more true with franchisees because there's a lot more on the line when they've actually invested money in it mm. and they've probably got staff members as well. Mm. So that's, I guess, one of the upsides of franchisees is you know they're committed enough to invest in that brand, basically. And you want people like you who are dedicated to building a successful business. So that's one of the big perks of franchising and that's that's one of the biggest reasons we, we went, went down that route. We wanted the person who goes, there's unlimited potential with working grow my business with you guys versus it's a great job, but it will never be anything more than that. I want to go back to one of the earlier questions, Scott. You don't know, or really do you know, what is the number one personal training business doing in Australia that you're not? I, to be honest, um, I, I might be being biased here, but I don't see anything they're doing that we're not, <laughs> I have to say. It's, it's a place over in Perth took out that title last year or for this year, um, and we're number one in Queensland, one of the top five in Australia. Um, look, I guess it's just whatever the judges saw in them. Yeah. I just look at my business. There's no point worrying about the competition when we can't really change what they're doing. I look at my business and what we can do to continue to improve and I look at how far we've come over the last few years, last five years especially, at making things bigger and better and improving our service and the quality of trains and quality of sessions, and that's amazing. But then you look at the future and go, being in business 20 years, where we're going to be in the next 20 years, and we've only just scratched the surface. So what it is, all those really, all those things where we could just sit back and sort of enjoy the success is pushing forward to actually achieve those goals now. What's the one thing within your business that you would desperately love to do and either it's not the right time, you haven't found the courage, maybe 
needs more resources than you have? I would say it's expand bigger and better, you know. You just want um, to grow. Pretty much. I want to grow with the quality is the key to it. How does there's, that feel to no you? Is, is there just this, this pent up, like, you know, as a kid, you know, you wanted to get wake up Christmas morning and just get down to the tree and you, you have to wait till <laughs> mum and dad said, righto, it's seven. A little bit. Do you I guess feel like that. I guess, I guess as a kid, I always enjoyed building things bigger and better. Right. That's that, that's what you sort of enjoyed doing. And as a teenager, I was going when I was you know fifteen years old, getting into fitness. Oh, and we have some big Australia wide fitness business one day. And at nineteen, I started on on, a, on my whole four hundred dollars basically. Started a business like, with four hundred yep, bucks. Yep, pretty much. Which was um, a pair yeah. of runners. Hey, a pair yeah. of runners. <laughs> exactly. One well, the thing is too, there was no Facebook or anything back then too. You couldn't do the free marketing you can, can do now. So it was it was a lot tougher back then as well. Um, and just built from there basically, and was looking forward to where we are now. Going, oh, that'd be amazing one day. And so now that we're here, I'm doing the same thing. I'm looking forward and going. We're at we're at day one. Really, there's so much more we can do. You know, we want to become that household name in in fitness for people who go. I don't feel comfortable comfortable going to a gym. We want to get people more more active and moving a lot more. There's still the vast majority of the population doesn't do enough exercise. It's kind of interesting that household name thing. Like as you say, I'm going. It probably it is. You're in a category in which there isn't a household name. No. There's probably some household names in the gym space. Yeah, there are. In the gym space, a lot of really household names. It's becoming a very crowded market, and that's evolved over time with, you know, your, your functional training places and your 24-7s. Great opportunity. But in the mobile personal training, there's there's no household name. We, we are the biggest mobile personal training business in Australia, about 20 times over now, I think. Um, but, you know, that's awesome. But we're still not at that point where people go, gee, I'd really like to lose weight. I don't feel comfortable going to a gym. I don't want that lack of support from some online system or a book. Why don't I have a trainer coming to my house? There's still not that 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 um, public awareness. So that's probably my big one that we're just really pushing towards to grow that big. You might have heard the interview I did with Ben Goodfellow from Tradies Underwear. Mm, yes. He became a household name relatively quickly. Uh, I'm going to say within a matter of four or five years. Yeah. Uh, he did it. I would say in a quite an expensive way. He had the Honey Badger, which is the what the the NRL footballer guy. Yep. He's mm-hmm. Nick yep. someone or yep. other uh, as his main. Uh, kind of um, not sponsor, endorser, if you like. Yep. Um, and he spent a bucket load on TV advertising. And as as a result, he is a household name. Tradies Undies is a household name in Australia. That's one way of becoming a household name. What's your plan? Yeah, well, we've got some pretty big plans in the works, so stay tuned. <laughs> no, no, no just, there is no one listening. You're the only listener of this show, so um, you'd be only telling yourself. My mum's going to listen, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to tell us, are you? Hey? <laughs> no, no, we've got some pretty big plans in the works. We're pushing out a lot bigger and better with what we're doing, basically. The bigger thing that continues to slow us down is just getting enough amazing people on board, basically. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what's holding you back. Gonna, we're not going to take a franchisee or a trainer who we don't think isn't going to have amazing success. We're only going to take the people who are going to have amazing success with themselves and amazing success with their clients. So you've obviously been bitten. Tell us about the time where you did hire against company culture or your own personal values and you went backwards. Yeah, so look, I guess it's when you see someone's resume and it all stacks up and mm-hmm. all seems right and sometimes you just you just don't get that gut, that gut feeling, but everything seems right. Regardless of franchisee or employee or contractor, everything, everything just seems right and you just you just go with it, even though there's some things that aren't quite right. We don't take those people anymore. We make sure we only have the best of the best coming through, and you know that means nine out of ten people aren't aren't going to be the best of the best. Simple as that. So we want to keep that quality there. You know, some of these clients I started with again twenty years ago, 
I don't, you know, they're, they're people I know really well and there's plenty of clients I've never met, but I feel like I know mm. well. I, I, I don't want to put them with someone who I don't think isn't going to do as good a job as our best trainers. So You keep talking about the fact that you've not met a lot of people in your mm. business. How many people are there in the business all up? Yeah, as as um, trainers, there's a hundred or so trainers, right. and then clients. There'd be thousands across everything we uh, do. You're now working. You're off the tools. Mm-hmm. You're working yep. on the business a hundred percent of the time. Yep. Do you ever pick the phone up and go and ring a random client that you haven't met and go, Scott Hunt here? Just check it. <laughs> I do. I do. do the you? most the most common thing would be if just for whatever reason we're in the office and everyone's on the phones or doing something, phone rings. I'll be there answering it, right? And because that's that's how you learn and that's how you continue to improve the whole time as well. So that's an incoming and we'll call. Try do you actively make outgoing calls? I do sometimes. Yeah. The most common ones would be we get a client posting something on Facebook or uh, sending us an yeah. email or something like that, and I'll just reply back to it myself. Yeah. Um, on the very odd occasion we do get something that hasn't gone quite so right, I will occasionally re- respond back to my that that myself if it's sort of been escalated to me just to say that hey look we're not we're not some big faceless company doesn't doesn't matter how big we are we're mm. never going to get that get that way where it's going to be well it's just another number we don't care about so that, that. I, I find with growth comes things like becoming a bit faceless growth can bring as many opportunities as it can you know problems yeah, uh, ab- absolutely, and that, and that's where that fine balance is there. I think too. You know, you look at um, you know some of the big gym names where they've got that horrible reputation of just hoping someone comes and pays and never comes back, mm. and that that's pretty much the business model for for some gyms out there. And I'm sure there's plenty of other businesses like that too. Yep. And to scale and to grow and to be profitable, that that is how they have to work. Otherwise, they couldn't offer a membership for ten bucks per week. So we want to scale and grow and be bigger but keep that amazing quality and service there. So it, it, it's a real balancing act with that the whole time. And then obviously, too, that plays into how the numbers work out with everything too because it costs money to offer amazing service the whole no time. No doubt. The, the best example I've seen of a business that's grown exponentially yet maintained a tribal feel, and they use the word tribe, is Flight Centre. Mm. And there's a whole book on this, so I yep. can't remember what it's called, but... Basically, Flight Centre grew to the point, and for overseas listeners, it's the biggest travel agency in Australia. You know, they work, they have nations and countries and tribes. Yep. And they, I think it's based on an old Indigenous principle. The Indigenous people of Australia um, found that once you got to a certain number of people, it became uncontrollable. So the tribe had to split into two. Mm-hmm. And no one, you know, less people died, everyone flourished really as a result of keeping those numbers small. Good communication, there's enough food for everyone, so... Yeah, similar type. Thing. Yeah, look, there's loads of stories to look at like that. There's ones ones like Zappos as well in America. Yes, um, and awesome. yeah, he's written a great book on that. Tony Shay. Yep, great yep, exactly. Book, uh, what's it called delivering happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've read that a couple of times, and there's loads of great stories out there like that. And mm-hmm. I really look at things like that and go, "You're just selling a pair of shoes. It really doesn't matter if the person on the phone's nice or not." It's important, of course, I'm yeah, playing yeah, devil's yeah. advocate when I say that. Yeah. For us, we're looking after someone's health and their fitness. It's, it's sometimes life-changing results that, that um, clients are getting with us. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we are selling ourselves. We're selling our service and nothing else. There's no product, there's no pair of shoes that we're selling. It's just our service that we're selling. So a place that's selling shoes can have that kind of service. Surely any service business can have that kind of service too. So, and that major scale to that sort of size based on that. So, if they can do it, we can do it. Everyone else out there can do it. We're not very good in Australia at service. You know, I, I, I've brought, I've entertained American people here, taking them to restaurants, and they're just shaking their head, going, yep. really? 
Really? Is that all you've got? And I'm talking yep. nice restaurants. I, you know, and yep. if you do go to a retail environment or any environment in America, because it's based on tips, right? Yep. They're making their money through yep. tips. So they're kind of motivated by that. That's yeah, a good but motivator. Mm-hmm. It is a good motivator. But we do. And as, again, I think anyone listening, and I'm guessing you would agree, is that if you do focus on service, and not just the platitudes of customer service, but real customer, customer yep. exp- call it customer experience. Yes. And that's a point of difference still. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it, it drives me crazy, the standard of service out there with different businesses, absolutely. But on the flip side, I go, wow, what an opportunity for someone who's actually doing it right. Unbelievable. It's not difficult to look absolutely amazing compared to the average person <laughs> in your industry out there. So <laughs> just simply over-prom- just under-promise, over-deliver. It's yeah, that simple. Yeah. And do it forever and ever and ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Scott, just to wrap up the growth discussion, um, it does, you know, you, you're eager from what I can gather, you're not in a hurry, uh, and maybe one of your up your, your, your upsides is that you're not going to just take on anyone. You're not going to keep adding franchisees just for the sake of it. You're going to be doing it in a very considered way. You're a very rational fellow. Yeah, um, ab- Even absolutely. before we started recording, you said, oh, Tim, I'm not into woo-woo, so let's not talk woo-woo. <laughs> Yeah, look, I guess for me, again, I started <laughs> 20 years ago, yeah. and I could have franchised probably, geez, 10, 15 years ago, but I franchised five years ago because I thought that was when the business was at that point where I could proudly say that we can replicate this in another state, and I'm on the Gold Coast, and our first our first franchisee was in Melbourne, so being able to go, can we replicate that interstate, that, that was what the goal was, basically, without a drop in standards. Um, that that's the goal. The goal is to actually get that success everywhere and help people everywhere and also trainers too, you know. I see too many good trainers drop out of the industry because they can't make a proper living out of it. Hmm. So that was the goal and then the, the financial side of that comes second but obviously everything's important. Uh, we are talking to Scott Hunt who is the founder, I was going to say co-founder, but you are the founder One of Fitness yep. <laughs> Enhancement and uh, it's a mobile personal training business servicing over 2,000 suburbs across Australia. Let's talk marketing. Sure. It is the Small Business mm-hmm. Big Marketing Show. Um, first of all, how do you maintain brand consistency as you add franchisee after franchisee? Yeah, for us, most of it, we do it in-house because some franchise systems out there, they'll let their franchisees yeah. do their own Facebook ad and all those different things. We we do all of that in-house, basically. So if it comes to any paid advertising, pretty much all that's done in-house. We can do it bigger and better and cheaper than they can, and it stops them deciding to turn our logo pink or something like that as well. Not that anyone's tried to do that, but there's always that sort of concern out there. Then within their own marketing, they're actually doing their own things, their own networking and their personal Facebook pages and all those different things, and we're just having those conversations with them the whole time. It's it's about getting people understanding what your values are and what you're about. If we say do this, don't do that, people people aren't really going to do it. But mm. if they understand what your values are and why you're actually doing it, they're, gonna, they're more likely to do it. And on top of that, again, we make sure we get that right type of trainer who, who comes to us in the first place. If someone's you know into you know I don't know extreme bodybuilding or something like that, they're not going to click with what we do. There's a place for it in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's not with us, mm. but there's a place for that. So it's simply we could not expect that person to market their business. So the way we want them to. And when we say marketing, that's that's not just what you stick up on Facebook. That's every single session you do is marketing. Every session you do, you're explaining to that client why they should come back and spend money with you next week and why health and fitness is a better thing to put your time and effort into than something else. Uh, there's music to my ears. Uh, way too many business owners even now see marketing as the Facebook ad or the yeah. ad in the local paper. or the it's That is marketing communications, but everything we do... 
is marketing for our business. You, know, you hear it's marketing for your business. If you've got signage on your car, it's marketing. It's absolutely everything. The way we talk to our customers, the voicemail message we have. Yep, absolutely. It's it, it's it's all marketing. Marketing. It, it it all goes together. When you're going to shops and you're still wearing your personal training uniform, it's marketing. I've had plenty of time from not wearing my personal training uniform, and people still know who I am, and that's still marketing. That's awesome. So it it, it all adds up the whole time. I think a lot of business owners forget that they whack up a few things on Instagram or Facebook, and then they go, oh, "I did my marketing because I had my buddies like it." That's mm-hmm. not marketing. What's the best marketing you've ever done within the business to generate inquiry? Yeah. Gee, I would say it's really hard to narrow it down to one because I think any business should have more. I would say Google is one of our best ones. SEO. Yep. SEO combined with AdWords. They're both really, really important, in particular having lots and lots of different landing pages for things different people are looking at. Our, our, our new website that went live recently has got literally thousands of web pages on it targeting all the different things you've that we're eight, after. Is it my right in saying you've got 8,000 pages on your site? Yeah, it's my new site. It got to be out of control, didn't it? So 8,000? <laughs> yeah. Well, we service over 2,000 suburbs now, okay. so we want to make yeah, sure okay, that, that we're doing every single suburb that we service justice, because the trainers in those suburbs, they need So let's just justice. understand that, because that is a great SEO tactic. Mm. You have a page, let's say, where are we? We're in Nooseville. Mm-hmm. So there is a page for fitness enhancement that talks about having a personal trainer in Nooseville. Yep, exactly. Right. So mm-hmm. in that page, the metadata and everything about that page is clearly uh, titled so that Google know, oh, someone searching for a personal trainer in Nooseville, that exactly. is number one. Yep. That will be the number and one. And one is, one is going to rank higher, which, of course, if you're not found, you're nowhere anyway. Mm-hmm. But then, too, it means that that person in Nooseville goes, oh, they're a Nooseville personal trainer. They're not some bloke on the Gold Coast who's kind of expanded here. So, And what's interesting about that is if someone does do a Nooseville personal trainer search and you take them to a page, not the home page, but a page deep in your website that is personalised to that suburb, and I imagine... How, how does it then talk to that person in Nooseville besides mentioning the suburb? Yeah, well, one of the good things is a lot of what you offer is pretty much the same everywhere. Yes. You know, and our target client is pretty similar. We've got many different pages for different goals and different different types of people and different services they're looking for, but intrinsically our core client is that person who's going, I need to get in shape and I really don't want to go to a gym for whatever reason. That That's our core person. There's some pretty common things where we can talk to everyone about mm-hmm. that. So that's what's really targeting and then, of course, our other great one to stem from that, and it all really ties in together, is just doing a lot of remarketing, mm-hmm. whether that be good old-fashioned, they've submitted a form, they don't they don't get back to us, and we're just keeping in touch with them and building that relationship with them. Good old-fashioned, pre-digital marketing, marketing. You mean getting on the phone and following up? This is unheard of. Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's a crazy <laughs> idea, isn't it? <laughs> is that so, a real person or a bot? Exactly. It's a real person. <laughs> so so that's one of the re- oh, I actually really, really important is, ones. You know, there's that wonderful saying, when everyone else is shouting, whisper. Yep. Everyone right now is shouting on social media, online. It's it's tech, it, It's just everyone's looking at a screen. Yeah, exactly. So, and the whispering is done looking up off the screen exactly. and, and making a phone call or going to a networking event or whatever it may be. Exactly. And different people want to consume content differently as well, you know. Some yes. people are happy to see that Facebook ad popping up. We do a lot of Facebook ads and a lot of heavily targeted remarketing ads, and it works for some people. Other people, believe it or not, are on Facebook. Do you do all this in-house? Do you have an agency? We do use a couple of different places, but most of it's done in-house. Mm. I've always been really marketing savvy, um, so that's always been what well, I've been passionate about. you've been listening to this about. show since day one, so, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's worked. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what I spend my spare time doing. I love I, lo- I love building my business, basically, and it's, um, yeah, the, I love the marketing side of it because it's unlimited potential. I love helping a client, too, 
but it's always a limit with where someone can go to. When you're building a business, it's sky's the limit, basically. I, I love it, Scott. You're clearly always the student. Besides listening to this show, what else do you? Where else do you get your information, and where do you find the time to consume it? So podcasts would be my go-to thing, actually. So there's quite a few great podcasts now. So when I discovered yours, it was one of the few good ones I could find, oh, to be honest. Stop it. So, um, so, but you know, sorry to say, there are some other great ones out there too now. No, Scott, <laughs> there's not. Uh, let's just get that really clear. All right, like, I can delete this whole interview. <laughs> no, there are. There is some great. I mean, there is. It's a. It's a medium that you talk about your industry being day one. I would say podcasting too. You exactly. Know, a, exactly. So yeah, I don't really have the time. You know, my, my wife and I both work full time. We've got two young kids. Um, it, it got all those things happening in our lives. So I listen to a lot of podcasts whenever I, I drive or I run. I run a lot as well. No doubt. Um, yeah, I listen to podcasts because <laughs> you know if I'm running, I might as well be doing something with my brain as well, mightn't I? Marketing disasters? Any? Anywhere you've dropped a bomb of dough and it's gone, that just didn't work. Yeah, look, I think it's when there's a weak link in the chain with something, that, that's when it really, really hurts you. And if it's a really obvious one, you can see it right away and you can pull it right away and that's that, 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 that's not too bad. Um, back in the, in the olden days, before there was so much digital marketing, if you got you know something wrong, you simply just couldn't pull it. Now you can just press one button and turn off that AdWords or turn off that Facebook yep. campaign. That's so easy. Mm. So the only times where it's probably really cost us is when for whatever reason we've just missed that mi- missing link in the chain and something just hasn't been working well or converting well and we've just done too little too late basically. Mm. That's That's been the worst one. Uh, I mentioned um, some be, be analog marketing too, vehicle signage or uniforms. Are you pretty big on all this kind of above the line branding? Yeah, we do do a bit of vehicle signage. We've got some of our trainers with their cars um, fully vehicle wrapped. But the funny thing is, though, one of our real niches is 100% private personal training, which really sums up what we do a lot of the time. And it's also, too, something that we know a gym cannot compete with with that niche. Problem is, that client doesn't, doesn't want, want the car mm. in the driveway, exactly, with everyone going, oh, Mrs. Stone's got a personal trainer. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's why it's minimal with the vehicle signage. Interesting. Um, yeah, so... That's a bit of a bummer, really. It is, it is. And then, again, when you know, Mrs. Jones loses this amazing amount of weight, the last thing she wants to do is take a <laughs> selfie and put it on Facebook as well. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, as opposed to certain other parts of the industry, you know... Look at me. <laughs> yeah. You know, whenever someone's doing a certain, you know, doing yeah, CrossFit yeah. or something, it's going to be all over Facebook, and that's an amazing oh, marketing strategy wow. for them. But it, but it's something that we can't really rely on when our key point of difference is 100% privacy. Mm, that's a challenge. Yes. In fact, I answered a listener question only on this week's episode uh, from a listener who has an online sex toy business. <laughs> and he too was struggling because no one wants to say, you know, I just bought that awesome vibrator and it's really good. But anyway, exactly. I, I digress exactly. and I'm blushing right now. <laughs> uh, some industries have those issues. We will see it with certain topics as well. So we'll do a lot of, of, blog of um, local blog, a log, lot of blog articles and different topics and so on and ones on, you know, things like pelvic floor and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And no one really goes, yeah, I like pelvic floor on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So... But we know from looking at the stats on it that we get a lot of inquiries off that type of of article, and that's really, really awesome. And that's mm-hmm. a great client too. Anyone, anyone who's trying to solve a problem to do with aging typically is a great one because yes. we want that client who's going to stay with us for 20 years like some of our clients, not not that person who wants to get fit for summer and quit in winter. Mm. So the, the awkward topics are some of our best marketing topics, and they get the best results. It's just no one wants to talk about them. No, this is, love it, love it. <laughs> Uh, fitness enhancement. Yep. You happy with the name? Yes, but we are expanding into a few different areas with that as well. What do you mean? Well, we've diversified a lot. So basically, when I started, it was 
Mee's going to boot the car with the goal of having a studio. So we've got a really big studio on the Gold Coast, and that's, that, that, that goes really well as well. So that's a huge part of what it is as well. And we've expanded to mobile personal trainers as well. We're also NDIS registered as well. So that's a national disability insurance scheme where we get funding to train clients with a disability. So that's a really, really exciting part as well. And so within that, we're getting these little sort of almost sub-brands. So, okay, what's your branding model there? Because you could kind of, some businesses could lose the plot around that. Are you holding fitness enhancement as the mother brand and then underneath just having a sub-brand name? Yeah, or, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Because the thing is, when someone's looking up, we go to something really niche like the um, disability training that we do. Um, you know, fitness enhancement doesn't sum up exactly what that is. It mm. could could mean a lot of different things. Um, and really, our training's about, with the disability work, is about the quality of life, basically, mm-hmm. and people getting that mobility and that freedom and, and, and that independence as well. So our marketing for that is very, very different to some of our other marketing. Um, I guess back to our web pages with why we have so many web pages too, that person Googling, you know, personal trainer for seniors or, mm. you know, yeah, weight loss for seniors for even more generic it's not appropriate to have them going to a page that just says fitness enhancement everywhere. Mm. You know, it's, it's 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 just a name. What's important is what's on that page and those first few things they read that are just summing up exactly what their problem is and then saying, here's a solution. So that's partly why you'll see a lot of our web pages where it's, um you know, our logo is a lot smaller than the key selling point, yeah, basically. Got it. Got yep. it. So, yeah, de- definitely aware of the pros and the cons of, of that. I had a look at your social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like you've given up on Twitter uh, as of late last year. Uh, Facebook is fairly regular. Mm-hmm. YouTube, you seem to have some good traction. You've got some videos there that have had 60, 70, 80,000 views. Mm-hmm. Is there a preference for a so- social media? I, I don't think I could find and you on Insta. Maybe it was. Or I was I'm, we don't really use Instagram much, uh, to be go. honest. Um, basically, our best client, if we can narrow down who our best client is, our best client is in their 50s. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah. So you look at the demographics, mm. and the, the brilliant thing about social media marketing is you narrow it down so yeah. much, you know, from male to female to what age to income categories to what device they're on. It, it's absolutely amazing what you can do. And when we narrow it down, we go, who, where do our best clients come from? That's what we look at and that's what we go with. I think a lot of people get hung up on going, oh, I got these leads, but if the lead was someone for a seven-day free trial and they never joined, well, it's a pretty useless lead. We don't look at that. We look at how many leads did we get or inquiries or, or, or whatever metric we're using, but then the quality of the client behind that, what did they sign up for, mm. basically? You know, and that can take a long time to figure out because you know, how do we know the lifetime value of some of our clients when we've had some for 10, 20 years and they're mm. going to be with us for another 10, 20 years? Yeah. But we're going, when, what, what gets us people like that inquiring versus the same amount of inquiries from, I don't know, let's say, Instagram and everyone's going, I want to lose weight for summer and they're going to quit in winter. Yeah, don't want those. No, don't no, want exactly. those. <laughs> You've got a favourite quote, Scott. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're probably right. Yeah, well, Do you live by it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's um, that's the thing. Most people don't achieve their goals, whether it be in business or fitness, because they just don't they don't don't believe they can do it, and they're not backing that up with the actual hard work as well. Mm-hmm. So my other big one I'm always always saying is you've got to get that balance right. It's got to be you're working you're working hard, you're working smart. And you're doing it the whole time, then you get lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people just go, oh, "Hard you work, lucky you get." But uh, my favourite quote on top of that is, "The harder and smarter you work, and repeat that, 
then the luckier you get. Awesome. Well, mate, I think it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a couple of actions. I'd like you to find out what the blokes in Perth are doing that you're not. It's concerning <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, clearly, you should be number one. Maybe next year. Maybe next year's your uh, year. I've got to keep you hungry, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. But then correct. once that's there, they'll be number one in the world. That's in the goal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly right. I wish you all the best in the future. What are we off to do now? A couple of burpees or uh, crunches? Well, you, you're the one coming to the session, so, you know, we're, we're all about giving the client what they want, but what you, you enjoy You have doing. got a business shirt on right now. We are doing nothing. <laughs> uh, Scott Hunt, fitnessenhancement.com is the website. Thanks for sharing, mate. I think it's a, it's a great story, and I wish you all the success in the future. Thanks for having me on, Tim. Well, there you go, team. Fitness Enhancements, Scott Hunt. And Scott has generously added to the swag of prizes you can win in the monster prize draw. So a little bit more on that shortly. But right now, here's what grabbed my attention from that chat with Scott. Attention grabber number one. I love Scott's view on the importance of maintaining quality customer service, no matter how many employees or franchisees he may have now and in the future. He is absolutely determined not to drop the ball on that. And that can be a tough thing to kind of manage as a business gets uh, bigger. You know, scaling's great, but how do you maintain that quality of service? Well, Scotty's doing it. Attention grabber number two. I love the fact that Scott has put together in-depth training courses that includes exams for all his new franchisees. Great way to maintain consistency and keeping everyone on the same page, so to speak. And attention grabber number three, I love Scott's focus on first and foremost chasing repeat business as opposed to the constant hunt for new clients. can be a little bit seductive, you know, getting out there and figuring out how can we get new clients that have never heard of us before, but... I reckon there's money left on the table if you don't kind of knock on the door of existing customers. You know that because you listen to this show. That's what grabbed my attention. Whatever grabbed yours, be sure to block out some time and implement it. Come on down. It's Timbo's Monster Prize Draw. You know what that means? It's time to reward another motivated listener for taking some serious marketing action. And today's winner of the Monster Prize Draw is... Gordon Gnome of the Gordon Gnome. Now, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that surname right, Gordon. G-N-O-H-M. I had a look at your website and there was a gnome, a garden gnome on it. So I'm kind of... Rolling the dice on that one. Apologies if I got it wrong, buddy. Gordon has been a listener since episode 320, and this is what he says. Hey, Tim, the guests you wrangle onto your show are good talent. I don't wrangle them. They come happily most of the time and leave even happier. Uh, A good talent and a constant inspiration. Well, that's good. I love to hear other people's business stories. So do I. It's amazing uh, how some people get to where they are. Yeah, it is. It really is. You know, some people do it overnight and other people like Scott, 20 years to be an overnight success. Uh, Gordon goes on to say, the main takeaway from your show is that marketing is my new found hobby. Oh, I love that. My dream is to make marketing a hobby for everyone listening because when something's a hobby, time disappears, you find the money to do it, the resources to do it, and you can't wait to do it each time. You'll schedule it. 
Gordon goes on to say, here are a few tips that have changed the way my business presents and operates. My email signature was updated shortly after I heard you talk about it on your podcast. I found a business collaborator or better put, they found me through my smart online marketing. Well done. I am building my website and all the SEO tips have helped the content rank. I have started informing potential customers with content marketing to good effect. I wish I had more time for it. Well, Gordon, find it, buddy. Schedule an hour a week to create some content. You're standing on a mountain of knowledge. All you've got to do is decide to share it on video, audio, or the written word. Go for it. Uh, My business is currently refining its brand for better placement in relevant marketplaces. I'm working on a video series to further cement my business as the market leader. The 4 by 4 boys were an inspiration. Yeah, that was a great interview, that one. Uh, I've been experimenting with video content to good effect, so I'm ramping it up this year to become great, although I could go on and on and on. Well, I don't think you have to, Gordon. looks like you actually listen and implement. (laughs) You know, that's where the magic is, eh? Ideas without action remain ideas. Thanks for your contribution, Timbo, to my business. I look forward to your next instalment, Gordo. The GordonGnome.com.au is his website, providing ecological design solutions for human environments. And Gordon, you have one set of boxing gloves from Fitness Enhancement. That's pretty good. Access to Jeff Anderson's video marketing course, that's 197 bucks. A $50 Snackwise sample box. A full range of liars, non-alcoholic spirits valued at over 500 bucks. A say a skincare basins essential pack, 79 bucks. A $100 tradies voucher to get some new undies. Nice, all workwear. Beach People uh, voucher for 50 bucks. You can get a round towel from them. Six pack of Mr. Lee's noodles, 30 bucks. Canning Butcher's voucher, 100 bucks. A My DNA test kit, 99 bucks. You get promotion on this show and a backlink in my show notes. That's gold right there. Well done to you, Gordon. To everyone else, hey, why don't you send me an email? Just pause the episode right now. Type in Tim at timreid.com.au. And tell me one idea you've implemented from this show and what impact it's had on your business. That's all you've got to do. You do that, I read it on air, huh? you win. That almost brings us to the end of episode 474. A reminder that you'll find plenty more where this came from on the podcast One Australia app, plus my entire archive of episodes and blog posts full of ideas to grow that beautiful business of yours is over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. In the next episode, we catch up with a young couple who have created an amazing little business on the Sunshine Coast, showing kids all over Australia, ready, how to breathe. Yep, that's what they do. If you're getting value from listening, then let other business owners know about it. This podcast was presented by me, Timbo Reid, cleverly pulled together by the affectionate team at Podcast One Australia. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Now get out there and take action.